appreciate being here. How many of you appreciate being here? Amen. I want to thank Brother Mangan for inviting us and this great church for its lovely hospitality. I feel like I am among friends. Amen. And the Lord is in this place. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Destiny has brought us here for such a time as this. Amen. And I don't know of any place that I would want to be, but right here at the cause of the time. And I feel like the Lord has already spoke to me, given me solid, positive direction. Amen. And this is our hour. This is the hour for the church to do things beyond our imagination. Amen. Brother Huntley said to me that he opened a little hole. I think he opened a big hole. <laughs> Praise God. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed every message that I heard. Amen. If you have your Bibles while you're standing, turn with me to the 11th chapter of Genesis. And uh, I am not going to be long. Amen. Genesis chapter number 11. We'll start in verse number 3 and drop down to verse 4. I thank all of my friends for praying for me. Thank my lovely wife for putting up with me for the last three days. <laughs> Amen. God bless her. Amen. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. And the, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Drop down to verse 4. And they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven." And let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore the name of it is called Babel, because the Lord did there confound their language and all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them. And I want to just talk to you for a little while on a very simple subject, the language of the Spirit. Can we raise our hands and pray one more time? Father, we thank you. We magnify your name. The name of the Lord is great. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless you. Webster's Dictionary says the meaning of the word language means words and the methods of combinating them for communication. And, of course, the concept behind salvation is deliverance for the purpose of restoration 
renewal, revival, and the making of a perfect man, a mature man, a man that understands. And Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. And when I became a man, I began to speak as a man. And we're living in an hour where the church of the living God needs to be mature so that we can understand what the Spirit is saying to the church of the living God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's give him a hand. Today there are diversities of languages and distinct dialects of the which there are over 7,000. Diversity of language kept churches apart and often prevent portions of the same church from agreement. Such diversity of speech places obstacles in trying to reach out into different areas of our society. Such diversity of speech places tremendous barriers in trying to reach different nationalities. Amen. Praise God. And there are schools of languages in which men and women attend in order to communicate effectively. There's different languages such as body language. When I was in the Navy, our commanding officer would come into our working quarters. And he would walk in, he would take his finger and do this. You knew that meant, follow me. <laughs> you, just, you just knew that. <laughs> There's body language that you can read a person if they're sad or if they're happy. Praise God, and I would think you're happy here today. Amen. There are sport languages, such as in baseball, and when the referee balls his fist and throws it like that, that means you're out. No talk back, no ifs, ands, or buts, you're out. In football, when the referee raises both hands in the worship position, that means you scored a touchdown. (laughs) I would say we scored some touchdowns here today. Oh, hallelujah! Praise God! Amen! There's a language that God has given us that transcends any language. However, we have the ability to incorporate the known language with the spirit language. When Jesus went into the wilderness, in that third temptation, when Satan said, All of the kingdoms I give you, If you would but bow down and worship me. And Jesus balled his fist and said, you don't get the hint. He said, it is written, man shall worship the Lord God and him only. You're out of here, Satan. You're out of here. And the very next verse says that angels appeared, ministered. The angels appeared and began to slap him high five and say, everything's all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know why Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego could go to the fiery furnace? Because before they were thrown in, they said, King, our God, 
They spoke a language, friend, that transcend any power in this world. Our God is able to deliver. You're out of here. Glory. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. My son said to me the other night that his back was hurting, and so he didn't play the drum Sunday morning. Sunday night at altar call, he said, the Lord spoke to me, Dad, and said, go and get prayed for. And someone tried to withstand him. They said, you know, you, you need to play the drums. It's altar call. He says, I don't mean to disrespect you as an elder. He says, but God is telling me to go to the altar. And as soon as I get prayed for, I'm going to be healed. Can't no man, no devil, praise God, hinder the church of the living God from having revival if we'll start speaking the spirit language. Praise God, I heard from God. I heard the voice of God. And you're out of here, devil. You're out of here. And right now he's raising his hands. I've scored one for the kingdom of God. Oh, praise God. My God. Mm. Praising. Praising. Hey, let's open up a school of language today. And let's tell the devil he's out of here. We're going to leave this place with revival. One mind, one purpose, one voice to have revival. Oh, praise God. Glory! You know, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. So many times the enemy aims those scud missiles. And while we are waiting on God, while we are waiting on revival, we're so discouraged sometimes. We become to the point that we want to give up. Some have left cities because they said God's not in this city. And the devil, while we're waiting for God to move, he always uses deceptive devices to hinder us. But while we're waiting on God, friend, if you know that you're walking by faith, if you know that God called you to that city, if you know that God promised you revival, it's time to start speaking back to him. What say of the Lord? God called me here. God called me in this city. God told me to stay here. And by faith, God is going to fulfill his promises. Oh, praise God. Oh, Father Abraham. And when he was 75, God called him from the era of the Chaldees. By faith, he made a move. We always get on location. That's no problem. Problem is staying on location. Waiting on God. By faith, he left. He got on location, 75. I don't know how in the world I'm going to be the father of many nations. My wife's unable to bear children. He left that place, went into the world. He got thrown out of the world. And he expanded his substance by bringing in cattle. 
and therefore created strife in the camp. Hello. When he left Egypt, he brought some ethnics with him. God did say that I would increase your seed as the stars of the sky. In 75, the early 70s, we were talking about revival, having tremendous churches, large churches. That's when we hung up the number board, 502 today, 803 today. We start talking about having revival. When we talk about having revival, friend, you've got to open the doors and whosoever comes, you've got to allow them to come in so that you can have revival. That is the will of God. We are not here to say you can come and you can't come and you can come into this. Friend, when they walk through the doors, we've got to shout and leap and praise God because he's fulfilling his promise. Oh, praise God. Are you with me? We didn't know revival was going to be this great. We didn't know we were going to reach into some of the places that we've reached into. You know, I tell the church back home, I said, we're not having revival because we're getting ready to build a new church. We're not having revival because I'm here. Jesus didn't have revival because he was God manifest in the flesh. He had revival simply because in him was life. And the life was the light of the world. When you've got something exuding from your church, when you've got life coming from your church, when you've got the power coming from your church, friend, you might as well open the door. Because here comes everything that's dead, wanting to live, wanting to have life. Let's go and light up America! In the 80s, Abraham had to deal with homosexuality spirits. Spirits never die. Had to deal with a lot of social problems, but of course, he was wealthy. This country became preoccupied with two fantasies in the 80s. Under the administration of Former President Ronald Reagan and Nancy Barron Diamonds, Barron, the designer clothes, everything was high fashion. Everything was the elite. Forget about all of those folks that the Lord came to seek and save. Everything was up here. They became preoccupied with greed and hedonism, greed and sexual weism. Me first, you second. They became preoccupied with I'm going to do my own thing. And the second part of that is they never thought they would have to pay the debt. Who's going to pay for this? They never foresaw the repercussions that were coming. Hello? They never foresaw all of these social problems that now they're running to the church and saying, Can you help us? And then, of course, in the 80s, we had great revival. We prospered. Praise God. Uh, in 81, the wife and I went, came, went to New Jersey to start a church. And I want to tell you, I was not prepared for those devils there. Jimmy, you know what I'm talking about. We live in a state that has a, a condensed population of 978 people per square mile. We've got some ugly devils there. 
But friend, we've got a God friend. Hallelujah. We've got a God. His name is Jesus. He's a strong tower. And praise God, the revival that's going to come on the East Coast, it's going to, it's going to cause everybody to stand in awe. It's going to be a Holy Ghost revival because God has some faithful men that hung in there. They got on location. And when the devil dropped his missiles of doubt, his missiles of confusion, his missiles of discouragement, they said, God called me here. In the 90s, Abraham started thinking. Started contemplating. You know how we Pentecostals, we love to shout. And I do too. And I'm going to shout until the rapture comes. Sometimes we need to think. He said, God said, I could be the father of many nations. God said, through my seed, it's going to bless all nations. God said, I will show thee, I will make thee, and I will bless you. But the make and the bless was contingent upon God showing him. And so, in the 90s, Abraham discovered he had made some mistakes. Ishmael was hanging around. There was rumors in the camp. Sariah was not talking to her favorite handmaiden. And Abraham was torn between the boy and Sariah. The servants were starting to wonder and doubt that Abraham had ever heard from God. He created a big problem that he couldn't handle, that he couldn't extricate himself from. So he decided to have him a minute because of the time. He got alone with God by himself, fell on the ground, and God began to deal with him. Abraham got up from that place and walked back to camp. The servants were looking at him. They said, here comes the exalted father. He looks a little different today. He doesn't look discouraged. There's a little... Fire in his eye, but don't worry about that. We saw that back in the 70s. It died. I don't know. He looks real. It looks, it, it, his, his whole countenance, sir, it's glowing. Well, let's go put him to the test. What's happening, oh, Father Abraham? As it is written. What's happening? As it is written. I thank thee, Father of many nations. Yeah, where's, where's the proof? Before him whom he believed. Where's the proof, Father Abraham? Even God who quickeneth the dead. Where's the proof? And calleth those things which be not as though they were. I have nothing to say except God calls things that are not as though they are. I didn't say it. God said it. I'm going to speak a different language to you. I'm not going to tell you what Abraham's going to do. But God said he calls things that are not as though they are. Oh, that's how we're going to have revival. God can make it happen when you least expect it to happen. Praise him. Glory. Touchdown. 
You're out of here, devil! Read for me. Who against hope? Who did not have a hope, but believed in hope? But he said, I, I better stop believing in what I can't do. And I better start believing in what God can do. Yeah. That he might become the father of many that nations. That I might become what God promised me. Praise God. Forget listening to the devil. Forget being discouraged. I've got something to say yeah. to you, devil. God said that I would be the father of many nations. Yeah. And if God says it, who I'm can be against it? Wait a minute. According to that which was... Wait a minute. Let me show you something. We had a couple come to our church one Sunday morning. They're out there praising God, clapping, thank you, Jesus, and uh, stood up and testified, which was unusual. And the girl, the lady said that we just moved from Canada. They were Haitians. And we attended a church in another state, and that they said they would get back to us and give us a church in this area, we have not heard from them. And it was one of our churches. And she said, I was possessed by a devil. And she got involved in some church in Canada. And uh, God delivered her from demonic possession. She did not have the Holy Ghost at that time. I thought she did. She walks into the church, stands up and testifies and says, I pray God we need a church in this area. You helped me so wonderfully. What shall I do? And in the dream, the Lord came to her and gave her not only our name of our church, gave her the phone number of our church. And I didn't know she'd call the secretary for directions. Praise God. But drove up Saturday night to find the church so she could be on time the next day. I mean, it just totally shocked us. If we're not going to reach them, God is going to send them. This is our hour. This is our day. Praise God. Praise God. Read for me, brother. According to that which was spoken. According to that which was so spoken. So shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. How many has God spoken to in this conference? How many has God dealt with in this conference? When Anthony Mangan paraded the handicap and all of those homeless folks out here, friend, God grabbed me like he would grab somebody and begin to shake me and shake me, if you please. I don't know where we're going to put them, but I will tell you this. We're going after them, praise God. I heard from God. Room is not going to hinder us. I heard from the Father. Praise God. So shall thy seed be. And be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. Be not weak in faith. That means just the devil can do what he wants. I've seen, I've preached in churches where the preacher, because a couple didn't come to church, didn't have any victory. I'm telling you, it's time to stop being weak. This is not an hour for some weak, spineless preachers that are discouraged over a couple that refuses to come to church. We need to be strong and safe in this hour. Let's speak the language of the Spirit.
Yeah, I know. There's times I, on Sunday morning I walked in the door, something would get a hold of me, and it felt like I didn't want to be there. But from the time I walked from the door to the pulpit, I was saying, God, you called me here to preach this morning. Hallelujah. I'm the one that's preaching this morning. And by the time I stepped on the pulpit, there was the glory, the anointing falling all through me. And friend, I'm telling you, it's time to speak back to the enemy and just tell him what God has already told you. I'm almost finished. The world will never know the half of Sir Winston Churchill. It is the man in whom it is said that he mobilized the English language and sent it to war. In 1940, England faced its greatest danger. Faced with overwhelming odds. Churchill spoke to his people and to the world. He said, let us therefore brace ourselves to our duties and bear ourselves that if Britain, the British Empire, and its commonwealth last for a thousand years, let it be said that this was our finest hour. You don't need a PhD in wake-upism to realize that this is our finest hour. This is it. Oh, praise God. And the text that I read, God said that because man speaks one language, nothing will be restrained from him. Whatever he imagines, he can accomplish it. Whatever he sets his mind to do, he'll accomplish it. My God, if we leave this because of the times, praise God, speak in one language, one language, one language, one purpose. Hello, everybody. If we ever leave, get it together. If we ever wake up, and I believe we have, and go back to our cities, man, I'm going to stay. I'm going to hang in there until the Lord comes and brings revival or until he raptures us out of here. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. How would you like to go to lunch thinking you're going to lunch with your brothers? And once you arrive at that place, you discover instead of going to lunch, you're going to battle. That's what has been said of David. He was just going to lunch, have a little social chat with his brothers. To find out that Goliath, the odds, had immobilized the army of Israel. My wife's so discouraged. I don't know what I'm going to do. Saints not hardly bringing folks in. Praise God. I like what Wayne Huntley said. I teach a lot of Bible studies. Praise God. I teach Bible studies. You didn't hear that. You know what they said about America in the 80s? They said, don't you tell us what to do. We're not going to listen unless we like it. I can remember going 
places preaching and get up and preach and, and, and bless folks and talk to folks. And they would accuse the pastor of telling the evangelist. We stop believing that God is everywhere. That God knows where you live. And he knows how you live. And so David walked up to the battleground. Heard this monstrosity of a man cursing the armies of God. And he couldn't believe it. A boy, a young boy, couldn't believe it. And so he said, I'll fight him. And everybody, cut all that shout. They're on that side and we're on this side. He says, no. Friend, when something gets, gets a hold of you, like Jeremiah said, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. You can't silence me. I've heard from God. So finally, he got an audience with Saul. He told Saul, why did Saul say, why do you think you can, this, this guy, is, he's been trained from his youth. He'll crush you with one hand. He said, I've killed bears and lions, fooling with my sheep. <laughs> See, the problem with a lot of folks, they don't have any victories behind them. No victories, no power for the present. <laughs> To destroy lions and bears and hives that face you. One language. I want to learn it. Hey, we brought up the young teenagers. And we, we always open up a school of language. And we brought up all of our teenagers. And we go on service and we want to practice what to do in case you're in the public school you get three big bad dudes come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> hey church boy you, I, you know some folks when they speak to their mountain mountain in, in the name of Jesus get out of here come on I'm praying that that mountain leave. <laughs> and we don't want our church boys saying, you better leave me alone. Because those church boys, someday if the Lord tarry, going to be preachers. Well, maybe, maybe this isn't what you like. But where I come from, those old nasty devils, we don't want our church boys saying, I'm going to get my father. So we tell them we practice. This is what you say when they walk up to you and they got their posse behind them. And you're all alone. They got all their bulls. When they blow, Brother Harris told us, when they blow cigarette smoke in your face, you go in the name of Jesus. I come against you. You say that won't work. Try it. Try it. Last week, we had the smallest teenager stand up and testify 
He said three boys came up to me and they used to always pick on me. And when they tried to take my money, I looked them in the eye and said, in the name of Jesus, devil, come out of him. And they said, my God, you're crazy. And they ran out of the room. Oh, yes. This is our finest hour. We're mobilizing our youth to fight the devil. And, and, and David went down to fight the giant. David the odds killer. And I'll tell you what. It made Goliath mad to see a boy. He said, I want a man. I don't know if you know anything about sports. But when you, when, you, when you train and work out, you, you want the best. And that's measured upon the condition of your physical appearance. Here comes a boy. Here comes a, here's a champion. Am I a dog? Yeah. It made him mad. He cursed him by his own God. And he said, I'm going to get you, and I'm going to rip your carcass. And I'm going to throw part of you to the fowl of the end, and I'm going to throw the rest of you in a wild beast of the field. And they said, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. He said, you come to me. Oh, he was rubbing it in with sword and with steel. But I, the church, come to you in the name of the Lord. <laughs> ha! Praise God. Glory. Read for me, brother. You got that? I think we're in verse 40. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. He for he was youth and ruddy and a fair countenance. And send the, me this much for. And the Philistine said, David, am I a dog? The dog cometh to me with stabs. And the Philistine cursed David by his God. By his own God. He reads. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. But then said David to the Philistine. Listen to this. Read. Thou comest to me you with a sword. You come to me with a sword. And with a spear. And spear. And with a shield. And shield. But I come to thee. I'm speaking the language from heaven. I come to thee. In the name that's greater than every name. I come to thee. The name that's above every name. Thee. The name. I come to thee. The name of Jesus. Hey. Touchdown. Touchdown. He took the same words that the devil put on him, threw them back on Goliath, and added some. <laughs> I want to show you one more. Okay, all right, okay. we get we'll ready to spike. Okay, we're going to spike the ball in a minute. The guard of armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. Keep reading. This day will the Lord deliver thee under my hand. That's not in the book. He didn't rehearse that from somewhere else. He said, today, God is going to give you in my hand. Know why he can say that? He has some victories behind him. 
That means he's got some power right now because he's got faith in God. Read. And I will smite thee. I'm going to smite you. And I'll take thy head from oh, thee. Oh, man, this guy's back. I'll give the consciousness of this and this day. He's talking a whole lot of stuff. And I'll give it to the wild beast of the earth. He's stuff. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. That the whole earth is going to know about this. Hey, he was talking some stuff. That man's bad. When you got some power and you know it, that makes you bad. That's trying to act so good when it comes to the devil. And let's give him a little bit of heaven. So he'll say, I'm going to get out of here. I want to show you one more thing and I'm closing. No. And all this assembly Keep going. shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and with spear. But the battle is the Lord's. The battle is not ours, it's God's. And he will give you into our hands. Now listen to what he said. He's and not trying to make a name for himself. He's not trying to brag. He's not trying to put down. He says, David was out there fighting. Everybody else was scared. Yeah. He could have said, those going to give you me. Those scaredy cats back there, I'll take yeah. care of them later. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not trying to make a name for himself. Not trying to be big. Not trying to be bad. Just trying to have revival. Yeah. And it came to pass. Keep going. When the Philistine rose and came and drew nigh to meet David. David hastened and ran toward the oh, army. Oh, listen to that. He didn't say, get out of here, John. He didn't talk to all that trash. He talked all that stuff, brother. <laughs> he was talking some stuff. I'm from Philadelphia. I know what it's like for somebody to talk some stuff to you and scare you. I had three, when I was living in Philly at 12, I had three boys come to me and say, You know, in low, if you come down 42nd Street, it's going to be big trouble for your stewardship. <laughs> and just to make my word right, but I ain't coming. Don't let me see you say, okay? I mean, them guys talk some stuff. David was talking some stuff. You can't talk some stuff if you're not going to back it up. You're going to be a wimp and a chicken. Don't talk that stuff. You're going to have revival. Go ahead and have it. You're going to have miracles. Go ahead and have it. Don't be afraid to call out miracles. I want to get to this. I want to. Now, David did what? David hastened. And what did he do? And he ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. Little boy saying, well, I talk to stuff now. I'm going to show you what God's going to do. And he started going toward the problem. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And then what happened? You know the story. And David put his hand in his bag uh-huh. and took it to stone and a sling and, and smote the Philistine in his forehead. She read. My mother would say for it. That the stone sucked into the forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Now, let me tell you this. Gabriel gave David the message. Don't be scared of this dude. God's backing. Michael, you stand behind Gabriel and get ready to play this giant. Yeah. David threw the stone, hit him in the forehead. Michael said, excuse me, Gabriel. It's my turn. Yeah. Bam. Boom. Yeah. Your turn, David. Use his own weapon. Pull out his own sword. And cut off his pride. Cut off his head. Cut off his intimidating force. And kill the problem. 
call. This is our finest hour. My God, this is our finest hour. Let's have revival. Let's speak one language. You can learn it. All you got to do is tell the devil what God told you. Yeah. Did God call you this city? Did God tell you to reach a group of people? Yeah. Just say, devil, God called me here, and I come to you in the name of God. Oh, let's raise our hand. Hey, brother. When David yeah. knocked him down, yes. he was running with the ball yeah. in his hand. Yeah. He had to get past the army. Uh, yeah. And friend, he wasn't doing any faking. Yeah. You know how you fake? You guys ever play football? Yeah. 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 I'm too old for that now. I got to run right through you. He ran right through him. Praise God. Boom, 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 boom. And when he got to the goal line, hallelujah, glory to God, he held up the ball, threw it in the back of his head, raised his hands and said, touchdown. And then finally, here comes the army of Israel. Hey, this guy's got something. Let's go, let's go. Let's have revival. Tell the devil he's out of here. Let's put our hands in the air. One language. Hallelujah. Message. Go home, get you some rest, and get back here.